Oh, hello. You are listening to Digital Digital Get Down. We are back with uh, our, our third host. Our silent partner for now, you could yeah. say. Uh, that's going to be my good news straight off the bat. It's pretty good. We had our beautiful little baby. Mm-hmm. So we've been on hiatus for a little while, but we're back. I don't know how uh, regular we're going to be able to make it with a, with a month old baby, but... Mm-hmm. Once he gets a little bigger, we'll get him on the podcast. He'll be our special guest. Yeah. Required guest. Yes. Hopefully not screaming. Hopefully talking. That's okay. So, we are back. I have him in a motherly wrap right now. <laughs> uh, that's my pretty much my only good news. But you'll have to bear with us. We have a lot of catch-up news. At least I do. This episode, you are the agenda. You're the play-by-play. I'm just your color commentator. But I'm usually better at the color commentating. Are you? Like, if I was a sports person... Correct. I would be better at just, like, making side comments. Yeah. Not leading the actual thing. Maybe pop culture-wise. Well, this on the, will be your tryout. I'm on the internet more than you are. This is true. Especially home with a baby with not very many hands this to be able to true. do anything. Probably on my phone too much. Alright, so... Do you want to start with, like, just wrapping up our Christmas movie thing we talked about last time? I know that was, like, a month ago now for everybody, but we watched a couple more mediocre slash bad Christmas movies since we last podcasted. Mostly my fault, yeah. Uh, We watched Noel. I think that's, like, the only thing we've actually watched on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, we need to watch The Mandalorian sometime before we lose... Before we lose our free trial. Yeah. Noel was, like, clearly a very low-budget production... They used all their money to pay Anna Kendrick. Correct. Um, it was basically female elf. A combination of elf and um, Arthur Christmas. Correct. Yeah. It seemed like the, the trend of this year was... Or it's always been this year, Fred Claus. It's always... Oh, and Santa Baby. I forgot we yeah. watched that one. Did we talk about Santa I Baby I think we talked time? about Santa Baby. But yeah, everyone seems obsessed with Santa's extended family. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of mileage there to get, apparently. Yes. And them going out into the real world from the North Pole. Correct. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Noel had, like, a funny script, I think. Um, and, and some Bill cute Hader. moments. Yeah. Yeah. They you got a paycheck. You got a paycheck. Um, it was fine. It was mediocre. Was the one that was really bad was and, mostly your choice. Yeah. Let it... No, it wasn't called Let It Snow. That was the Cinderella... Other one. Story, a Christmas Christmas story? wish. A Christmas wish. Okay. Wow, that was bad. It was unclear at first whether she was a pop star or wanted to be a pop star. <laughs> the music was very bad. It was all like ex Disney stars. Yeah. This was a Netflix original. I, I think forget. so. Um, we wanted like kind of a background Christmas movie to watch while my brother was here. Yeah. And we were doing like a postponed Christmas with them. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was bad. Watchable bad. Um, Ish. close to not watchable. But it was yeah. on that line. It was on that line. The most interesting part was when you realized the side character was uh, the 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 girl from One Day at a Time. Yes. Kind of toning down her Latinx uh, accent. Yes. Which baffled me, but you were right. Yeah. Yeah. So don't watch those movies. Don't watch that one. Yeah. Oh, well, if you're bored, you can watch that one next sure. Christmas. Um, I watched. Want to talk uh, about what else we've been watching? Yeah. I watched a few important movies without you marriage story i'm so glad you watched that without me one me of us needed and to our watch little it. baby watched it he did not enjoy it much um so yeah it's fine i mean adam driver is a phenomenal actor he should probably win sure some sort of award just just for being Shocking. him what a revelation adam driver that's a hot actor. take that's a hot take my hot take actually about marriage story is that if you want to see adam driver in like a thoughtful 
um, interesting marriage story, then you should watch the movie Patterson, where he's a bus driver slash poet and living with his artist wife. It's like a very quiet, um, thoughtful, introspective movie. Marriage Story was like, let's just let um, Adam and Scarlett like go at it. Yeah. You had heard about the fight scene, apparently. Yeah, which was all scripted. Not ad-libbed at all. Yeah, no, you could tell. The people were saying that like it's a good thing. Like, can you can you believe they memorized that whole script and were able to deliver it like In that? One take. Yeah. Um. So yeah, honestly, now that I think back, it wasn't Adam's best acting performance. So I I would like him to win awards, but I don't think he should win it for this one. I could always tell they were, you know, speaking from a script. And you would think that this would be a type of movie where you could go off script if it's just meant to be. Yeah. Their relationship, like you would think in a fight scene, it would be okay to like. Yeah. Like, I don't know. My biggest complaint words. about the movie is, like, how unimportant the child was, even though that was the whole basis of the movie, that uh, Adam wanted to live in New York, Scarlett wanted to live in Los Angeles, and they couldn't decide what to do with their son, and it's a custody battle. And, I mean, sometimes in those types of plots, like, that's the whole point, that you realize, like, the focus isn't the kid, but they both, like, claim to be, like, wanting to be good parents and cared about their kid, but, like, he was not essential to the movie, which is weird. Why did you pick us having a brand new baby as a good time to watch yeah. that movie? It was a good reverse parenting Okay, advice. what not to do? Uh, the only other positive of it was I usually dislike Laura Dern in every single thing she's in, and mm-hmm. she was really good. She should win like the supporting actress for this stuff, okay. being a bitchy, fiery uh, lawyer. Okay. I Most she was in- the counselor. No, she's the counsel. That's why I was confused, the five-minute scene that I watched. I okay. thought she was, like, a therapist, and I was like, no, she is being a very bad she's therapist. She's Scarlett's lawyer, yeah, who kind of kicks off the whole legal battle, which was the other interesting part of the movie, because, like, the husband and wife are, like, not that angry at each other, and then it enters a legal situation, and it just kind of escalates, even though neither side is, like, really invested in it. So that was interesting, but... Yeah, not super memorable. I also watched the um, McCarthy one. Can You Ever Forgive Me, which I was supposed to watch like a year ago. Um, I feel like I watched it just from having watched a very long trailer of it. Yeah, there's not much nuance to it. Like every time I came in and watched it, I was like, it was like caught a scene that you were watching. I yeah. was like, have I seen this movie? It could have been a short film. Like she realizes she can make money off of uh, forged... forged famous literary letters and other artifacts and so she does that and then people get suspicious and she gets caught that's the plot and like you kind of know that going forward like from the start yeah, yeah. like you assume that she's gonna get caught i guess it's like how she gets caught or how long she can pull it yeah off. i mean she has this um friend slash partner of this uh gay home uh, gay guy in new york who gets aids um but he gets it in the course of the movie? Yeah, he's, like, ill at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, So she was fantastic in terms of doing serious drama, but still not losing, like, her kind of... Quirkiness? Quirky spark. Um, So she was fun to see in it, but not an essential movie either. I just felt like I couldn't watch that movie because I just felt like it was, like, secondhand embarrassment or secondhand stress. Like, the whole point of the movie is, like, how long can she get away with this lie? Yeah. And I thought it would make me anxious. Probably. And that's why I didn't want to watch it. I wanted to see her, but I didn't think I would like the anxiety of when she's going to get caught. Yeah. Other thing I watched without you was Everything Sucks Netflix original. It was, like, a quick, uh, like, 10-episode, 30-minute show. Okay. Which is, like... 
right in my wheelhouse. Our third, our third host is chirping a bit. Um, it was good, not great. Uh, about high school dweebs in AV club discovering themselves and their sexuality. Okay. And their creativity. Sex Education is the one I watched without you that's yeah. similar to that. Although Sounds it was similar. fucking 40, an hour long episodes. That's too uh, much. But their season two is coming, so I might have to watch that while I'm home with this little this little nugget. Um, the one I'm watching without you is Mrs. Mm. Maisel season two. Yeah. Which I've actually been really into. I took a break from it, mostly because they were so fucking obnoxious at that award show that time. Oh, does Amy Sharon Paladino, is she in charge of the oh show? Because I haven't heard. So I was just like so annoyed by that award show season after mm. the first season that I was like, I need a break from this. But the actual show is phenomenal. It's like really well produced. It, uh. it still feels kind of like a musical or something, like theater almost. Yeah. Um, the main actress is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they went to... Marvelous, you might say. They went a weird direction with season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and went a lot into her family, and there was a bunch of stuff in Paris, and then they did this whole long scene that was not Dirty Dancing-esque, where they went to this, like, re- uh, Catskills resort. I did see part of that. It reminded me of that, yeah. Yeah, for... New Yorkers fucking love the Catskills. Yeah. Catskills for does the every, Does every rich area have a north that people it must. escape to? Or south. I guess so. Like, if you're in, I don't know, if you're, yeah. like, in Florida, the nice part is this is south. True. You know? Or California. No, mm-hmm. I guess they go they north, go north yeah. the Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I've been watching that, which is a good, happy show. I tried to watch, uh, go back to watching Supernatural just as a background show, mm. and it was immediately too stressful for me with, with a baby and being home by myself. That was me with, I tried to start Catastrophe, the Amazon original, and it's all about... Natural disasters, I No, assume? a screwed up pregnancy and, like, someone who doesn't necessarily want to be pregnant. I was like, nope, not the show for me. Yeah, that's how I felt about... I'm also, like, awake at night by myself a lot feeding the baby. And I was like, this is mm-hmm. not the time for me to watch anything remotely scary. Because True. at 3 a.m. I will be thinking about that while I'm trying to feed a baby. Yeah. Okay, the rest of the um, show is yours. I just have one, like, the most ultimate bad news of all time. What? With something else we watched together. What? A couple things. Sack lunch bunch. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. What? I just have to get this out. The news? My ba- one bad news. Okay, I'm saving my good, goodest, my best news for the end. You said this guy you. was your best news. Uh, my, like, best pop culture thing okay. I'm saving till the end. What's uh, your bad we're news? We're not watching the Oscars, for sure, if that was ever in question. Okay. Because you know what got nominated. How to Train Your Dragon 3. Yes. That is one of my bad news is. That is... That is Outrageous! That, that is, is the one worst. Of my bad news is. Like no offense to Oscar So White and all and all those like. Lion King got nominated too. Y- yeah, travesty. But yeah, How to Train Your Dragon three. One of the worst. Like the people who vote and nominate have to w- sit and watch the reels. Like there's no way. I don't even care if you have to pick five. No. Mm-mm. Pick Spirit Away. People fucking love Spirit Away. They lose their shit. That's not released in the past year. Do it. <laughs> okay, your show. Sack lunch bunch. Yes. Yes. Um, Was confused you, about what we were getting into. You are like in a bit of a Mulaney era millennium. right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a millennium, sure. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like he's like your favorite comedian at the moment. Probably. That is probably an accurate. So statement. I was kind of confused by this show, but like it's a Mulaney thing. Let's watch it. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Better than SNL though. Right. So my takeaway was pretty much like Lorne Michaels should step aside and they should just probably put John Mulaney in charge. On, on, I was listening to a hmm. um, interview he did about it and he said that they wanted to bring kids onto SNL. Like yeah. he 
when he was was he on SNL? He was a writer for he SNL. He was a writer, yeah. Like that was one of his big pitches. Was that to was one have of my kids on SNL? One other thing I was left thinking was that. Like, the kids were fantastic in it they in were. terms of their acting, their singing, their performances. And it's just so refreshing when you see uh, visual art done by someone who you don't know, who you don't recognize. Like, for me, Marriage Story was just, I'll watch Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson act for an hour, yeah. for two hours. And it's also fun to watch the kids doing it because you could tell they had rehearsed it, like, the perfect amount. Yeah. In that they knew what they were doing, but it wasn't, like, really polished. Yeah. And it was in a fun way. It was almost like watching like your cousins like put on a play for you or something, right, or like yeah, watching yeah. like school kids do a performance. Exactly. Like, and it had all that good like very genuine energy from the kids. Yeah. Like it wasn't like over rehearsed where they were just like doing their lines or doing no. their um, parts. And like the interviews weren't um, the interview part that they spliced it with. Like yeah. that wasn't scripted at all. No. Maybe they had them like redo something if sure. they needed to, but it wasn't scripted. So yeah, I mean like you you see comedians do like weird specials whether it's like Dimitri Martin like drawing throughout his set or like that Bo Burnham one we saw where he was singing these bizarre yeah. meta songs, but this was extra unique because it was like filmed and yeah. released, not like a live special at all. Um so I laughed really hard at some parts, but I guess it faded, especially the songs. Like, the first song is the best one, him talking about uh, his oh. grandmother's lover. Yeah. Um, and then... Some of the other ones, I just, like, didn't get the joke, and then when it goes on for, like, ten minutes... Right, they're all, like, four-minute jokes. Yeah. Which can be great and can be bad. Yeah, so sometimes they're funny. Yeah. And other times you're just, like, he's still going with this? Sometimes, yeah, you're, like, I don't really get this one, or, like, the one about the kid who only eats macaroni, like... In the first verse, got it. The kid only eats macaroni. Yeah. It makes him uh, and like I appreciate outcast. that he like committed yeah. and like was like I'm gonna make a full fucking like special of this. Yeah. But yeah, some of them and the one of like, are, do flowers exist at night? Like uh, yeah. once again, funny joke. Four minutes later into the song. Yeah. The eh. other best one was white girl crying in New York City. Yes, that was, that was the other. One. <laughs> I think. I enjoyed, I kind of was perplexed by the special, but yeah. I think more than the actual special, I enjoyed all of John Mulaney's talk show appearances about the special. Yeah. His, like, stories about the background of it. Your his. breakfast TV is just people on talk shows, like, Well, tidbits. I just need something like a YouTube, it's good. like, five minutes on YouTube Is there YouTube a channel I can breakfast. subscribe to? You should make, you should curate your own channel. Breakfast Club? Yeah. Um, that's what I need, like, five to ten minute things to watch. Um, so yeah, I he had like a whole joke, joke about how Stevie Nicks like refused, uh -huh. so he tried to get Stevie Nicks to come on, and she was like, "I don't get it. This isn't <laughs> my song, and it's not funny," and like wouldn't come on the show. Uh -huh. And he had a whole thing about how he cast the different kids and stuff. So mm -hmm. um, it was much better than that horrifying Mike Birbiglia one that you just watched. Yeah, all about how he hates children. So real quick about that. Talking about my favorite comedians, Mike Briglia is not really one of my favorites. He's like neutral. Like I've liked him in some things, and like other times it just doesn't doesn't land for yeah. me. Yeah, he has very like intimate comedy because it's always about his life. Like his big breakout special was about his sleep issues, and it's always kind of more of like sad stories. Yeah. Than, than speaking actual, of sleep, don't wake up, don't wake up. Than actual comedy. Yeah, he doesn't have, um, like, a, a standard delivery, right, yeah. which, you know, can be appreciated, but sometimes you just want to have somebody hit those marks and yeah. laugh. Um, 
So yeah, I was in the last month of pregnancy. I was like bored out of my freaking mind. Um, so I was like, there's gotta be something else I can watch on Netflix. Um, so I started this one, almost gave up on it multiple times. It is all about his anti-children How he doesn't, doesn't want kids and thinks and kids ruin And it was fascinating life, because ironically, I watched it in two halves and just by chance, when I paused it in the middle, back before the ba- our baby was born, the first half is all about him telling his wife he doesn't want them to ever have a kid. And then immediately when I pressed play after we came home with this guy, it started with, so then my wife got pregnant, which was just weird and random. Yeah. Um, So he had some insightful and funny things to say about living with a newborn, I guess, but he also sounded like teetering towards bad fatherhood or just he hated it so much. I don't know. It was a little bit cringy the second half. And we had... We had friends and people we know basically saying that, you know, the first month or two or three are really tough and really yeah. hard and you'll be tired and like you won't get you won't get a lot back from the baby and it'll just be kind of trying to get through the first couple months. And yeah. I mean, we have not felt that way. So it not was every awkward. day, at least not every day, at yeah. least not consistently. So yeah. for me, it was awkward to like listen to him going on and on about how he wasn't contributing and didn't feel like he was part of the yeah. family and how he like the baby just cried all the time didn't know what to do with it and how he didn't, didn't I, I don't know i just can you think of a worse profession for a father a new father to have than stand-up comedian oh my god his poor daughter is gonna watch that someday well that and just i was talking about like travel and how oh. he's never home but yeah that's <laughs> we're talking about this guy having to listen back to these episodes someday we're gonna sit him down every afternoon after school <laughs> episode 91 this was a good one <laughs> um so yeah i just found it really cringy because he was kind of admitting that he doesn't want didn't want to be a father and it took a really long time of him talking about how he hated everything about fatherhood yeah. to get to a few moments where he was like oh yeah. i love my daughter and he's not exactly a comedian who you sense like exaggerates things for the joke like he seems to be a very honest comedian so so yeah it, i felt uncomfortable with the length of time it took for him <laughs> to get to like now i love my daughter yeah it was a whole lot of, I yeah. feel excluded, I'm miserable, I'm not sleeping, my wife hates me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, it's a one-man show. It's not a stand-up special, which is what I had to come to terms with. Whatever. And one-man shows are, like, annoying and, like, I don't know, very awkward. pompous kind of. It was just awkward um, to listen to, especially as people who really wanted a baby. Yeah. To hear about someone who, like, didn't want a baby and now is, like, trying to come to terms with that he has a baby. It was, yeah. like, not, I don't know. Yeah, you're welcome for that. Anyway, um, on a happier note, are we going to talk about Jeopardy Goat? Yep. Is that one of your news is? I just had jotted it down, yeah. Um, so, you were more of a Jeopardy fan like in the past than I was. My grandmother watches it every day. Um, and I would occasionally watch it with her, but I never quite got it. Especially like the whole reverse thing as a kid. It was like, why don't they just say the answer? Yeah. Um... So yeah, it's like it, it's become like my after after work during snack hobby is to watch the day's episode. I enjoy it. I yeah. don't always pay full attention to it. Considering how bad uh, cable and network TV is right now, like honestly, Jeopardy is one of the best things you can find on TV. Sure, it's interesting, and I I am a trivia competitive. And kind you're of usually person. better than me. I'm usually pretty decent at it. I attribute that to being a middle school teacher and that I need to know a lot about. Uh, 
a lot of surface level knowledge about a lot of different things. Like yeah. as a science teacher for four different grades, plus it being a religion, there's always questions about the Bible and stuff too. True. So I feel like that helps me out. Um, yeah, I'm not like such a mega fan that I like care about their special tournaments and stuff. Yeah. I just wish they would do Celebrity Jeopardy on a regular basis because <laughs> that would be funny like it is in the SNL skits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did like legit like marketing budget for this this special. It was on in prime time. Mm -hmm. um, and like people kind of talked about it as if it was like a sporting event. It was like it was in the sports category on Twitter for trending. Oh, yeah? It was like sports. And, and the funniest thing was like we were watching Single Parents and it said, Single Parents next week at Wednesday, unless there's a Jeopardy episode. Yeah, as if it was a playoff game right. for baseball or something. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have any sort of affinity for Ken Jennings or Brad Rutter. Yeah. Like I vaguely recognize the name Ken Jennings? Only vaguely? He's like a Twitter like legend. You must see his retweets in some of your stuff. Maybe. Huh. Um, I don't know. So I didn't have a lot of feelings for them. Ken, I was like, wow, he's like really nerdy. Nerd turned up and to 11, yeah. Brad is just like kind of like smug. Yeah. And then there's James, who we watched that kind of had a love-hate relationship with him on the right. show because he's kind of an asshole, but it's fun to watch him like dominate yeah um and then i just i just liked all of them by the end <laughs> i i totally fell for their whole like camaraderie competitive camaraderie thing yeah and like the trash talking on twitter was really funny uh -huh. and i think because it was more of a a little bit of like a showcase of the greats versus like a normal version yeah. of the show they let them be a little bit looser like the rules oh, were a little bit more lax like they kind yeah. of made jokes in between the the questions or answers. Yeah. And like... It was like an exhibition game. Yeah, exactly. Exhibition. That's a better way to put it. It's just so funny because it's like, it's, it's Jeopardy. Like, it's not... There's no like laws involved. Like, yeah, you can talk in between the yeah. questions. Like, but they, like the normal show, it's like usually new contestants that I take know. it super seriously. So this was fun to watch them let loose a little bit more. Yeah. And make jokes. And James came off as a little bit less of an asshole and more oh, of just like dry humor. And he's just a loser, yeah. <laughs> Every time he tries to high-five someone, it's like a disaster. Yeah, but he just like has dry humor. When you saw the little pictures of him as a little kid, it's like, oh, you're yeah. actually just a math nerd who oh, yeah. turned into a sports better and now you think you're cool because you live in Vegas. Yeah. Like, and then Ken is just so genuine. Like, this I totally, I totally like gave in to, to cheering for Ken. You keep saying you liked all three though. You don't like Brad don't at really all. Like no Brad. one likes Brad. I don't really Brad like Brad. Doesn't even like Brad, let's be honest. <laughs> I like that they made fun of Brad and that Brad yeah. was a good sport about it. I Fair appreciated enough. that he wasn't all pouty and like. The best was they all got it. their own like montage of like, here's how we live our lives now that we're rich. Yeah. And James was like, we're starting all these charities. Ken was like, I write all these books every night. And Brad was like, I, I occasionally exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I exercise near a beach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Mm -hmm. um, I just wish the competition had gone longer and got yeah. a little bit closer. Because it could have been a maximum of seven. But the ending was dramatic. And we only got, only got four. four. The ending was dramatic, though. It was, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the best thing about our experience with that mm -hmm. was for a brief shining day, we had auto fast forward. Yeah. Comcast must be listening and like I'm about to cut cable and just get uh, YouTube TV. If you want to sponsor us, let us know. Um, and then... All of a sudden, because like the Comcast on demand and garbage. DVR is absolute garbage. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, with these Jeopardy shows, 
it it was it had smart commercial breaks where you could just fast forward and skip it. And then maybe it was because the last one we watched within 24 hours of it airing. Maybe it's time based. But anyways, not well, worth it. Certain, surely somebody somebody has to actually go through and yeah, like oh no, that's just. A but I mean, like they have computer. to add the functionality onto it. Yeah. Not someone's clicking. I just mean like they have to turn on that function. Yeah. Alright. Anyway. What's next um, on our agenda? I was just gonna briefly mention the shows we've started watching since we finished a mm-hmm. lot of shows. So we started watching The Wis- The Witcher. Are you a witcher? Disappoint to you. That song mm-hmm. has been stuck in my head. I was oh, singing it to the baby the other day. Um, I've convinced you to watch Jits Creek. Yeah. We kind of wrapped up our Brooklyn Nine-Nine rewatch because we got to got where... Got to the point, yeah. I was recognizing a lot of episodes, yeah. Um... And we also start. Although the good guy being the bad guy happens like in every fourth episode, so yeah, it happens the whole next season too. Because then they have that cop who turns out to be the bad cop, and that's why they end up in jail. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then, thanks to me, Mm -hmm. because I read about it somewhere, spinning out. Oh my god, spinning out! (laughs) It's like the figure skating soap Soap opera opera, of your dreams. Oh yeah, so badly scripted. Yeah, such a mess. And it's really fun to watch. Yep. So we're enjoying that so far. Um, I'll save my Witcher thoughts because I'm sure we'll do a, yeah. an episode for that. But that's Step what we're off. working on right now. Yeah. Um, do you want me to do my bad news? This is going to be a long fucking episode. Do you want me yeah. to do my bad news? Sure. Um, Whole Foods is closing their gluten-free bakehouse that had all the good gluten-free cupcakes and stuff. I thought none of their stuff was truly gluten-free. No, but they had, like, the gluten-free line of stuff. It was, like, the cakes and things. Oh, like, packaged goods, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 the packaged huh. goods. Okay. They're closing it. Well, we don't Just, shop there. They basically said that they have too much competition now because mm-hmm. there's so many other good gluten-free things. Amazon's doing it. Probably. Mm. Fuck you, Amazon. Mm. Um, but please deliver our bed next week. I saw the word kombucha shortened to booch, and mm. it made me very upset. Fair. Um... <laughs> you didn't. You did say a lot of these were five second bad newses. I already. We already said how to train your dragon. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Cora. Man, base. We gotta save that for fantasy baseball hour. Okay. Can we also? Well, Alex Cora's gone out. Yeah. He's been taken down with the scandal. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. But I liked him. The weird part is that so far he's only like guilty of uh, committing baseball crimes when he was with the Astros ironically. Oh. So they haven't like actually finished their investigation into all the Red Sox stuff but he's out already because he was the bench coach and was supposedly like one of the ringleaders of it. Yikes. Um, on the flip side this is actually kind of good news but Gabe mm-hmm. Kapler Yeah. He was the manager Warner. of the Phillies. Did he get fired last season I no. think? Okay. I um, forget. He's on a team. He's a coach of a team. Okay. Um, he hired the, the first news? female hitting okay. coach. Okay. Good. So we just we talked about a couple episodes ago the first female um, football. She has that commercial. Yeah. Yeah. So now there's a first the first female um, coach in baseball, Good. female hitting coach. You're a great hitting coach. Thank you. Um, That's bad news. I was saying that was like the flip side good news of Got my it. baseball. Segment. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Got it. Um, I'm gonna do the same thing again. Don't get confused. Okay. Australian Open. The Melbourne air quality. We're yeah. gonna talk about the bushfires. I was gonna I say guess. I'll give you I'll give you three minutes on Australia. I don't even really need three minutes. Climate change. Can, is... I, ask, can I ask questions? Yes. Yeah. Um, where where are my donations going? Depends where you pick. So. What does the Red Cross do? Is it is it an international thing? Well, there's a specific Red Cross Australia that you can donate okay. to, and they are helping with people who are displaced because their homes were destroyed. So helping with um, supplies and food and things for people whose homes were burned. But down. most people in rural Australia like have to have fire insurance, I assume. 
Yes, but that doesn't mean they have an immediate place to yeah, stay. Yeah, no, no, I understand. And they might not have food and yeah. whatever. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm hoping these people aren't like... I would hope so. Their lives I, aren't over. Hopefully. I don't know. Um, um, there's a lot of... How does the money help the animals? So there's a lot of different wildlife organizations that you can donate to mm-hmm. who are doing a lot of rescuing and rehabilitation of the okay. animals. So wires... Wombats included? Yes. Donate then. Wires is one of them. I don't remember what it stands for. Wombats in really... <laughs> Exhausting situations. Yeah. Thanks for your help, babe. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if that's what it was? That's what it was. It's probably the wildlife is the wildlife first one. Wildlife something, rescue something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then there's like Boring. Wildlife Victoria. Mm-hmm. And then you can also donate to a lot of the firefighters are volunteer firefighters yeah so you can donate to the new south wales um fireys or the victoria fire service um because a lot of them are either volunteers or working mm-hmm. ridiculous overtimes and most of the people who have died have been firefighters yeah. um putting themselves in dangerous situations to try and save other people yeah so uh mel- most of our friends that we know are in melbourne um, which hasn't been directly affected by the fires, but the air quality has been so bad. They've had a couple of days where, like, you have to wear a mask to go outside. Like, it's yeah. hazardous levels of, of pollution in the air. And there was someone... This guy's at the, upset about the wildfires. Someone at the Australian Open who had to give up... The qualifying stage, In yeah. the qualifying stage because they couldn't stop coughing from the air quality. Yeah. Um, but some of the big guys are donating money, is that... Serena was... That was my flip side. Was that Serena won the smaller tournament? Oh, she won Auckland, yeah. And donated her entire winnings, which mm-hmm. is like twenty three thousand dollars or should be a lot more than that. In the hundreds, close to thousand. Maybe maybe sixty thousand. I think it's probably a hundred thousand AUD or yeah. New Zealand dollars yeah. or whatever. Um, but she donated her entire winnings to Bushfire Relief, so mm-hmm. that was nice. What I would like people to donate to, besides directly helping Australia, is climate change because not only is this a cause of climate change or a consequence of climate change, mm-hmm. but it's also going to exacerbate climate change because when you burn things, you release CO2. Yeah. And then you're also destroying trees that take in CO2. Yeah. So between those two things, the amount of carbon dioxide that's been released is, I forget the number, it was like equivalent to a certain amount of years of the industrialized society what we normally give out like wow. this huge burst of carbon dioxide when our carbon dioxide levels are already way too high yeah so it's a consequence of climate change and it's also going to make climate change worse so thank you greta uh who are you taking in the in the australian open who are your picks mm, literally Ladies and don't men. care i've not been following enough to make a pick not in not even one of your lovers you're not gonna pick nah wow wow I'm going to go team, just for you. Okay, thank Dummy you. Dummy dumb. And for girls, I'm going to go someone new. Someone that we haven't Not heard new, of. Not new, new, but like maybe uh, Keys will have a comeback. Ooh, that's a good name. Mm. Ash wants to win it, though, for her home tournament. Mm, Ash Batty. True. Um, I'm going to go team and Keys. Okay. Just just riffing. That's pretty good. I'll take Ash and uh, I don't want What's Medvedev to win. I don't want Rafa to win. I don't want Djokovic to win. I don't know if Roger can win. Dominic ended the year really well. Um, I'm gonna go for a wild card. Um, Dimenauer from Australia. I'll pick two Australians. Okay, just mm. in in um in solidarity. Solidarity. That's yep. the word. Thank you. Okay. Um, what else have I got here? 
the UK is just as fucked up as the US. Erasmus. It's reassuring. Erasmus is gone. Erasmus is a program where anyone that was in Europe's name. Anyone in Europe can study abroad at any other university in Europe, basically. Yeah. Or a public university. Um, and I met a lot of cool people that way when I was studying abroad, and it was mm-hmm. like a really important part of a lot of people's experience growing up in the UK and in Europe and because mm-hmm. of the whole Brexit thing UK is like cutting Erasmus like UK residents won't be able to do that anymore Jeez. which is bullshit so I don't want to get too much into like election politics stuff yet please don't but I saw this thing on Twitter I don't even know if it was a joke that like the situation is so ridiculous right now that I don't even know what's an onion article and what's not sometimes mm-hmm. um, preach girl but I saw a Bloomberg thing Bloomberg. about having like an open office plan in the White House. Uh-huh. And it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It was in one of, like, the, like, fancy rooms. Yeah. And like it, it had was, a layout? Yes. Okay. Of, of like, Floor plan? cubicles. Like, an open office plan. Huh. Like, inside, like, the Oval Office. And okay. It was horrifying. And it made me very upset. And that's supposed to attract voters or I guess so. Because oh, it's supposed okay. to be, like, accountability and, like, we're all in it together. And I was like, this is the worst thing about working in an office. And you yeah. want to put that in the highest office no. in the country. Um, the last thing is just a bad news for you. Yeah. I've officially passed 1,100 to read books. Oh. You're going to do a little advertisement for book digits? Um, and I, you're, I think you're going to... you're getting to be correct about your theory since December I finished when I when I put this note on here I finished five books and added 36 so I should do like a monthly statistic my rate is going down and I've not been reading very much with a baby so Mm -hmm. you have to go back to Kindle one-handed I think I do have to. I have some books still saved up on there, so I'm going to have to go but back But Book to Digits does not, even no matter what I say, Book Digits does not put limits on your list or your rating list. We do not shame anyone. You everyone shame is me. Everyone is welcome on BookDigits.com. We just renewed the domain, so we're back in business for another year. And we reset all the achievements, so you... Mm-hmm. There's a, no one in the Diamond Club right now's now. Now's a great time to start, because yeah. you can set your goal for the year. Mm-hmm. You can start basically where everyone else is starting for achievements mm-hmm. for the year. And competing and with at Bennett Gavrish and at Remus Lupin. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did have... E. Paulette's friend of the show. Shout out. Uh, I actually did have one other bad news, just a headline that I accidentally clicked. Uh, more and more people yeah I know I know it's terrible more and more people are remembering their loved ones by looking for them on Google Maps I saw something about that too the entire story was quotes from two different people who were like I found my dead grandpa sitting in front of his house yeah I saw that get a fucking digital camera I know I know these people are ridiculous so yeah, that was like definitely the worst piece of, I don't know, did it come out in 2020? So it's the worst piece of journalism of this new decade. I yeah. guarantee you. <laughs> guarantee it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so the main reason we wanted to podcast today, other than kind of doing an update on all the things we've been watching and consuming, is His Dark Materials. Yeah. We finally finished the first season. The BBC slash HBO eight-part series. I have a lot of feelings about it. I have a lot of thoughts about it. Very few feelings. <laughs> Okay, we'll be a good match then. Um, So for those of you who are not familiar, it is based on the first season was the first book of the trilogy. Book and a chapter. Mm -hmm. Book and a bit. Um, The Golden Compass by Philip Pullman. The first book in the trilogy, the His Dark Materials trilogy. Has this book series ever tried to be converted to film or TV before? it was a movie and it was really bad. This was a few steps up from that movie. You want to know like the most critical thing that can be said about it? A lot of commentators I saw said like the movie did some some bits a lot better than the show. I think that's probably true. The movie overall 
tried to shy, tried to make it like a happy-go-lucky kids movie. Right. So that's where the movie really failed. They had the on, wrong tone and the wrong. It yeah. failed on a fundamental level because they did not have the right tone. The whole point of the first book is that the institution of the church in this fantasy world is too powerful and yeah. is trying to control people and doing some horrible things in order to maintain that power. Um, and in the movie, they like really glazed over that yeah. and just made it a story about a girl looking for her friends with a polar bear. But the movie did some of the scenes, the memorable scenes Some of better. the memorable scenes were yeah. better. Some of the acting was better. Yeah. Some of the casting was better. Yep. I think. All right, let's get um, into it. So... If you're not familiar with the series, it's based in, like, basically an alternate universe. Starts off in Oxford, England, mm -hmm. at uh, the Jordan College, which is meant to be one of the universities in Oxford. Mm -hmm. And centers around this little girl, Lyra, who's uh, an orphan, mm -hmm. you, you think. Um, and she basically is, like, a feral child and just, like, runs around <laughs> Oxford. Yeah. And she also kind of gets tutored at the university when she feels like it. Yeah. Um... And so that's where the, the book kind of starts. Yeah. And then she gets accidentally involved in this whole plot. Well, kind of on purpose, but doesn't really understand what she's getting involved in. She gets in. drawn into it, yeah. Yeah. Um, into this whole story about missing children and this the church called the Magisterium in this world. Mm -hmm. And um, her uncle uh, and his travels and yeah. kind of the work that he's involved in. Um, Northern so, yeah. Lights. There's a lot of science, a lot of magic, a lot of... Yeah. Yeah. Um, my biggest comment that I know I've talked to Elizabeth, friend of the show, about as well, is um, they tried to make Lyra a little bit too palatable, I think. I think they were oh, a little yeah, too worried about making her likable yeah. and making her like uh, like someone you wanted to root for. But yeah. that's kind of the point of the book is that she's a little shit. She's a sassy little yeah. She's super fierce. And, yeah. Like her whole personality basically is that she lies and manipulates people to get her way because that's how she's grown up. She's never had discipline or parents or no. and she just gets away with shit. Yeah. And that's basically her entire personality in the first book. And that's a big part of her arc in the later books is kind of learning when she needs how to be to genuine. That. And yeah, how to well, use I'm having it. Deja vu. Either we've talked about uh, Golden Compass before on the podcast, or I'm having deja vu. Deja vu. I think yeah. I've been having it a lot lately. Okay. Um, it's probably the sleep deprivation. Probably, which is losing. So her yeah, minds. like the the young actress is fine. Like she seems like a very capable actress, but she's the Logan girl. Oh yeah. I also feel like she's playing Lyra a little too old. Lyra's supposed yeah. to be older in the later books, but like she's supposed to be eleven or twelve in this. Part. So yeah, there was only like half of one episode. I think it would have been season, uh, episode three after she's escaped from the apartment and like is on the boats with them where she like seems to like really uh, embody that like fierce, sassy. I was going to say the only time it worked for me was when she was trying to get Lee Scoresby and Yorick on her side. And she yeah, was that like, episode a little bit too. And she was like purposely ignoring all the stuff that the Egyptians were telling her and just yeah. like manipulating people. But yeah, there's but a weird split like a nice because way. like in one scene she would be like, I have no idea what's going on in this world, in this life with my family. Like I'm just being pulled along and then the next scene she'd be like, I'm suddenly very confident and I'm going to try to trick people. And it was like, I don't know, it didn't mesh for me. Yeah, so I struggled with that and I also th thought they spent too much time making Mrs. Coulter mm -hmm. too feral. Like they yeah. had too many Literally scenes. with some of those screams. Too many scenes of her screaming and like killing things for no reason and like, like we get it. She's supposed to be crazy and unhinged. The like, other worst part for me involving her was her conversations with uh, whichever father it was. Um, so much weird sexual tension with that priest guy. Yeah, the first scene when he came to the apartment and they had this very like 
shrouded, convoluted conversation. I was like, hmm, they're talking about important stuff. Then when they had that same conversation six other times, I was like, oh, even though the two of you are in a private room, you still can't just say what the fuck you're talking about. Sorry, earmuffs. Um, Like, it was just dumb. The script of those scenes was so dumb. Yeah, I think they just spent too much time being like, look, she's unhinged. Yeah. And it's like, we get it. We can, you can have it be a little more nuanced. We don't have to yeah. have eight different scenes every episode of her screaming at nothing. And having the monkey shake its fist like it's the yeah. freaking family guy monkey. Yeah. Um, another big, big issue with the show that a lot of people complain about was the whole point of this world yeah. is that people have their kind of literal oh spirit boy. animal as a daemon. Oh, boy. So as like this little animal, that companion of theirs... And there was none of them. Right. Lyra is the lead character, but really, like, the second lead character is Pantalaimon. Yes. Her demon. So, in the book, the two of them have conversations, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, he's kind of the second main character. Yeah. And he's underused in the show. Oh, my gosh. You would think that a TV show would fucking love the opportunity to have, not have monologues, to have it be a dialogue. should be, like, yeah, uh, uh, like, instead of... Stream of conscious, like, her her Jiminy Cricket is, like... His this little cute animal. Instead of like a voiceover, yeah, monologue. It should have been a voiceover dialogue. Her talking uh, to yeah. Pan. And the whole point of the demons when you're a child yeah. is that they can change it to any different animal. I understand yeah. that like that. There are a, limits. There on, are limits yeah, on CGI, CGI, but they really underused that too. That's one of the cool things. That's one of the cool things about adapting the show to TV is that's not something a cool visual you can right. do. And they so one piece of it that. is the pantomime factor where. They're like a big emotional part of this season and later seasons involve him. Is their relationship. And so that's completely spoiled because he'll occasionally show up in his ferret form. And go, Lyra, are you sure we should do this? Right. When really they're supposed to be like the best of friends. Like they're like, yeah. literally it's part of her soul. Right. And then there's the greater issue, which is that in all of the rest of the scenes, you see like one animal on occasion. Yeah. And in one of the very early episodes, one of the characters, Boreal, who turns out to be like a complete snore in this in this yes. season um is talking to one of his uh partners in a different realm and says oh here's my snake in my sleeve but we hide them because we don't want to show them off too much and that's supposed to be like the wink wink of the director being like hey we can't afford, we can't afford to have fake animals so uh, this is why we'll come back to boreal but i also wanted to say that like not only did it affect just kind of the, the magic of the show we're getting yeah. pulled into the universe with the background characters it really fucked up one of the emotional scenes too so yes. one of the scenes um in in the book that's really emotional is you don't know what why the children are going missing. Yeah. First of all, in the TV show, they reveal that way too early yeah. that they know what's happening to the children, that yeah. the children are having their daemons cut Bovenga. away. So literally having pieces of their soul taken out and it's supposed to like prevent them from sinning or whatever yeah. or from going through puberty and then um, being pulled into being a sinful adult. Adults, yeah. Um, but... In the book, you you don't know what's happening. So no, first of there all, could they, be a lot of suspense they already there. spoiled that on yeah. the TV show by letting you yeah, know too two, too early what yeah. they were doing to the children. But one of the other big suspenseful things is um, what's happening with this like ghost in this town. So Lyra yeah. um, has her little alethiometer, the magical device that like can kind of tell the future or tell her what the to day do. The Deus Ex Machina. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it tells her she needs to go to this village and find this ghost and. In the book, you're like, uh, yeah. is it a ghost? What is it? It turns out to be one of the children from yeah. that facility where they're yeah. taking the stolen children. And you don't know what's wrong with him at first. And you find out 
very kind of slowly in the book and tragically that he's Damon has been lost and he's kind of living half alive. He's barely conscious and is hanging on to like a piece of dead fish pretending it's his Damon. In the book. In the book. And in the show they didn't even use the dead fish which would have been a perfect visual. Yes. The part that had me cracking up at this supposedly very grim, morose, emotional scene was Lyra carries the boy back to the rest of the the group. It is pitch black. She is like a good like hundred yards away and the mom goes, where's Ryder? Where's his demon? As if as we've already stated, the animals are supposed to be in hiding, supposedly. Yeah. You could spot a rat or whatever. Is it a, is it a mouse? His, His name form? was just Ratter. Oh, okay. I assume it's, it was a mouse. It's a kid's form. Right. So, so it could have switched. But yeah, she immediately knows, oh, my child's dying. And it's because his demon's gone. My issue is you just, in, in the book, that's basically like the turning point yeah. where it gets really dark. Like before they're stealing children, it's kind of this like vague thing. And yeah. and it's kind of, excuse me, teetering on the edge of being kind of dark. That's when it gets really fucking dark. Yeah. Because there's this kid whose half of his soul has been turned, torn away. The village, the the village where he's like hiding won't, thinks he's like haunted and won't take care of him. So this poor little boy has lost his soul and is living in uh, a fishing shack pretending yeah. a dead fish is his daemon because he can't even deal with the fact that his daemon is gone. Yeah. Like, I'm going to cry just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then the TV show, she found him. Such she, a bad scene. in the dark, went, where's his daemon, Pan? Yeah. And then picked him up and brought him out. Yeah. That was the full scene. Yep. That's meant to be like, one of the emotional turning points of the whole season and they like kind of spoiled the suspense ahead of time and then rushed through the scene so many of the scenes were rushed you had eight hours like these weren't even with commercial breaks so it was eight hours and and scenes felt rushed which is crazy if you can fit it into a two-hour movie potentially that's because they focus so much on like mrs coulter screaming at nothing and do we want to talk about the other reason that they ruined that they took a lot of time um pulling in the will stuff Oh, yeah. No, so let's get All the that. stuff yeah. with Will and Lord Bur- Boreal is supposed to be oh my gosh. season two. And for it's some the reason, beginning of book two. a choice that they made was that they want you to already know Will. That and, there's two worlds. And they yeah. want to have the parallel going between Will and Lyra. You're not even supposed to really know that there's extra worlds until no. season two. And I, I can... I can understand a little bit from, like, the writer's room perspective of, like, okay, well, in season two, are we just going to have a new person that you're not connected with and are we going to wait to introduce this extra worlds thing in season two why don't we try and pull that into season one to get people's attention you want to hear the wild um industry explanation i heard is that it was child labor laws they could lyra was already in her maximum amount of scenes and days filming and they had to fill the episode somehow and there were no other stories to tell without her so they had to use will and get use of some of his hours up Surely, they could have figured that out better. Yeah, and like had some. Like this I should have know. been an epic, epic show, and it just they the director, the writer, whoever it was, the showrunner just was not up to it. I don't think. Yeah, um, Game of Thrones syndrome. Um, so yeah, but the Will stuff, like the first Will, the first episode where Will is in, I actually quite liked his story. I thought the actor was really good. I thought the the conflict with the mother's mental health and like how that was going to shake out. That was like episode out. four out of eight. I think they, it might have been three when like, they introduced him. Way too early. He showed up four more times. Every single time it was the same thing. It was Boreal sitting in a car with like a different partner every time going... There's letters in that house. Stanislaus maybe is not dead. Maybe he has a secret. He has a son? The mo- the dumbest part was at the end when Boreal hears from the alethiometer priest. And the priest is like, yeah, it has to do with a son. And Boreal goes, did you say 
A son? You've been, you've been spying on him for months. I just feel like I, I kind of understand why they made the choice to try and make you like Will and and Boreal is supposed to be very scary in season two. Okay. But once again, they're ruining their own their own kind of yeah. plot lines because in season two you're supposed to kind of trust Boreal at first yeah. because the kids trust him and then I think they're doing a lot of like omnipotent um, point of view in yeah. the show that ruins it a little bit because in the book you're you're with Lyra or you're with Will Absolutely. and you find things out as they find them out and yeah. in the show they seem to be doing a lot more they're telling you a lot ahead of time yeah. which ruins kind of the punchline so my guess is they want to start season two with Will and Lyra Sitagazi. meeting in the other in the third world that we yeah. know of, and they want to start season three with them meeting. Fair enough. Sounds or good on paper. Two, I mean, but... I think season two would have been so much more impactful if the first episode you're just following this new kid and you're like, who the fuck is this kid? Where's yeah. Lyra? And you go through, and the very end of that first episode is Lyra and Will meeting. Yeah. I think that would have been so much more interesting as yeah. a viewer. His story would have made it complete sense as a single episode. It would have been like Leftovers or some other shows where you start a new season and you're like, am I watching the right show? Yeah. What did and, I miss? And then at the end when they meet, yeah, yeah it would have oh, made sense. Oh, that kind of moment. Yeah. So I think they missed that chance for that. Oh, yeah. I think they're spoiling a lot of their own reveals yeah. by the way they've chosen to do this. The other thing that I think they rushed maybe because of the Lyra stuff, maybe because of trying to fit in the Will and Boreal stuff. Some of my favorite parts of the book are with the polar bears, yeah. the Passerbjorn, the armored bears. Yeah. And their tribe name, clan that's name? That's the Swedish okay. or Norwegian name. Cool. The local name is Passerbjorn. Um, and there's some really cool scenes where Yorick, who's like Lyra's best friend polar bear, mm-hmm. um, is like a rogue from from his court, basically. Yeah. And some of the best scenes are Lyra kind of infiltrating the new court of bears and trying to figure out how to get Yorick to come in and re- reclaim his yeah, she place. She does that about ninety in about ninety seconds in this 90 show. Ninety seconds. One of the coolest parts in the book is like her going in and the um the bear that's the king at the moment, Yofer. Yofer he is like wants to be a human and she's able to kind of use that against him and trick him because he wants to be a human and he's made all the bears kind of confused and trying to make it more like a royal human royalty court. Mm-hmm. And all, none of the other bears like it, but they're going along with it. And all of this was basically monologued by a random prisoner you never saw again in yeah. a TV show. <laughs> and then rushed through and all of a sudden the two bears are fighting and then yeah. it's over. Fighting without their armor on. There are armored bears. That's literally their and name. And then you can't tell. I was like, which, which one? winning. <laughs> and part of the point in the book was like Yorick's kind of, even though he's like the rightful king, he's the underdog. He's drunk. He, no, he's tired. He yeah. just ran like a thousand miles to True. get there and his armor is all beat up and stuff because he like has been on the run. Whereas Yofer has like all these bears to help him put oh, on sure. his beautiful uh, polished armor. Yeah, it's like an underdog. Yeah. Yeah. And then Yorick ends up winning. And there's this whole story that they totally glossed over too about why Yorick got thrown out. Yeah. So, Yofer tricked him, and there's just so I'm not much telling that show. There's this that whole episode, backstory yeah. that's really interesting in the book, Ugh. and they just skipped over it. They literally squished like probably a a quarter or fifth of the book. That's yeah. all of this polar bear politics stuff. Yeah. Into like twenty a, minutes like of a an episode. plot of an episode. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was just so frustrating because there's so many cool stuff <sighs> that they could have included. Um, and why would armor bears not wear their armor that's literally in their name? Was it just too hard to CGI them with armor on? Mm. Can I, I talk know. about Lin-Manuel for a minute? Sure. Um, he tried. 
Just like in Mary Poppins, the guy gives his all. And he's, he's never mailed anything and in. And he's charming as fuck. Like, he's yeah. charismatic. Oh, yeah. Like, he jumps off the screen. He's charismatic. He's very charming. Was he, like, necessarily the right fit for this role? Unclear. I like that they made Lee Scoresby Latino, since yeah. he was supposed to be from Texas. Right. Would have made more sense if he was Mexican and not Puerto Rican, but <laughs> I appreciate that they tried to do that. I appreciate that they made Boreal and some of the others, like, and the Racially scholar diverse, guy, yeah. that they made them black just because they could. Just the part that had I me like shaking that my head for, for poor Lynn was like his last scene or he has to do the same scene two times in a row talking three times three times in a row talking to the, the witch Serafina where she goes you're in charge of keeping Lyra safe and he's like I only met her like 30 seconds ago but I kind of believe you and then he instantly loses the next her. shot loses her the witch comes back I think I failed. No, but your only job is to protect her. You're going to have to protect her. Okay, but I really think I failed. <laughs> but I'll try hard next time. Why, why do they make the witches so creepy? They're the witch. Supposed to, the witch. Yeah, the witch. <laughs> They're supposed to be on brooms. Oh, terrible. And they just kind of like awkwardly floated. Do you have a lot more to Not say or can I give my central thesis yet? No, that's it. Okay, me. so my central thesis is that this... Um, adaptation of the of the series reinforced all of my lukewarm feelings to, about the book series. Okay. I was really looking forward to seeing this played out on screen because the book just never has grabbed me and I was like, I think when I see it see it played out, I think it will. And it didn't. It The demon-human stuff, I never felt that soul-to-soul connection, which you clearly, like, you, your tears well up just talking about pantalimin or any or any of them. You have to understand that I read this at a very fine age. I know, I, I think it, that's like, in, the issue. I read it, like, in fifth and grade. And I tried to read it three times as an adult. Um, and then, like we said, the demon connection is totally wasted in this series. So it reinforced that. A lot of the scenes that we talked about here, just skipping through, like, it all feels very disconnected to me when I read The Golden Compass. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, we're in the polar bear, polar bear land. Now we're in this laboratory. Now we're in uh, her uncle's laboratory, which is a different laboratory, but is sort of doing the same experiment, but sort of not. And then I always get to the end of book one, and I'm like... Couldn't you have jumped from the beginning of the book to the end of the book without missing that much? Um, and then book one ends and you're like, what actually happened? So I was ready to love it. I wanted to love it. And it just I was ready there. to love it from a different perspective from this is a very Fangirly. special yeah. book in my heart. Um, one of the first books I remember crying at was The Amber Spyglass mm -hmm. on multiple parts of it. Yeah. It was a very important series to me growing up just I really was close to my heart hmm. and the movie was just not good and this one I was like alright they're gonna make it darker they're gonna make it grittier they're gonna really get into more of the plot and they tried too hard with the plot and they yeah. kind of missed some of the magic I of it I still got nothing about why the religious people were bad like they didn't like Mrs. Coulter was the one kidnapping people like clearly that she was a uh, a villain, but the actual religious people they it was just so vague. They had so many scenes with the priests and... Just at, walking down hallways. And just looking vaguely menacing yeah. without actually getting into why they were bad. And then the battle scene in the end where it's like why does it, like like who gave who gave grandma guns like who gave Mrs. Coulter an army a fucking army a priest and who, yeah are they firing on Lyra are they firing on uh, Lord Asriel anyways um yeah so yeah we'll see if they were saving more of that for future 
like seasons, but I don't know. Yeah. They've already filmed season two, supposedly, so right. we'll definitely keep watching it. Yeah. And uh, each of this, each of the books has a very, very distinct feeling, a uh, very distinct kind of atmosphere, atmosphere, tone. Did Pullman for a while not want any adaptations? Was that true? I'm not sure. I don't think I don't think it's destined to ever have a good adaptation. We read the series out loud most recently. And the so best part of the book is is the his writing. Like yep. he'll go on for three pages about a breeze, a breeze, and but you're it's like, beautiful. oh yeah, you're like, wow. But you totally lose all that narration. Yeah, and there's a lot. I've of... never thought the actual scene to scene plot was that engrossing. It was always just the surrounding stuff, and yeah. it doesn't translate. And the third book has a lot of weird shit that goes down. I love the third book. There is no fucking way that no. we need to be able to adapt. They're, they're gonna go to fucking cartoon by then. Yeah, I don't know. So I did read like a a quote from the showrunners talking about how each season is going to have like a different theme mm-hmm. but the ironic or ridiculous thing is that the first season the theme was supposed to be about the daemons uh, it was yeah. supposed to be about the importance oh, of the daemons oh, so they think by showing like how sad it is when children get their daemons cut away that they are talking about the daemons but that only works if you build up they think up... they've established it Correct. they have not established they, it that only works if you build up the relationship oh. between Lyra and Pan and you build up the relationship between a person and their daemon and then it's tragic when that gets torn away yeah. you can't just say look how tragic it is when they get torn away. Um, oh, the second season is supposed to be about the multiple bad. multiple worlds. Yeah. So we'll see how they navigate that. Hmm. Um, I don't show, know. It needs more than eight episodes, but if they can't afford it, then it's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Or they just need, if you can't afford a long enough um, filming time to, to have your child actors, yeah. then why are you doing it? The whole solution. point of it is yeah. Lyra. Anyway. Okay. You promised me like... The most lightning round of lightning rounds for upcoming stuff, including li- one that's going to blow me away. Or do you want the exciting one that I can I guess first? Sure. Did you already peek at my notes? No, I haven't. Okay, tell me. Guess. Um, it's an upcoming thing. Yes. Is it's going to be on a screen, big screen or small screen? One of them. Yes. My gut tells me. It's the overstory is my no. guess. Okay, good because I was like that would be the no. worst book to try to put. No, it is okay. not. It's not a book. It's not a book adaptation. Not a book adaptation. It's a a redo of something. No. No. A sequel. It's a sequel. I hate sequels. It's a sequel to. <laughs> it's a TV. Not sequel. Zoolander. That was terrible. A TV sequel. Um. <laughs> not Boy Meets World. No. Not a show movie. Uh, TV movie what? sequel. <laughs> What? Zombies 2? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you already know about that? Oh, yeah. It's old news. It's like the one thing on the Did internet I've known the about. Trailer? No, I haven't seen the trailer. Okay. Do you want to watch the trailer? Yeah, sort of. Um, it's our, this is our Valentine's Day. Yeah, no, when I was, it comes out when on I Valentine's was deep Day. in my zombies. Uh, oh, got it. When I was deep in my zombie fandom, that was when the that actors. That wasn't this morning when you were singing, dancing the song and singing around with the baby. <laughs> uh, that was when the actors had just found out they were going to do it. Okay, this is the art live yeah. version of this. People trailer. love it when we when they can barely <laughs> hear a trailer and us going, uh, 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 uh. It's starting. For zombies in Seabrook, things are changing. <laughs> Every day is better than the last. Hey, what's up, coach? Seabrook is getting rid of Why all the Why is the coach working on the street? Why is he yelling? Town is open to everyone. He's not a good actor. Oh, is there a wood? She's a wolf? She's a she-wolf? Are they finally going to explain why she has white hair? Too much. Welcome to 
Seabrook. This is a Twilight crossover? Why aren't they singing? Sing. That super handsome, scruffy, fine smelling werewolf is really into Addison. Uh oh, love triangle. We're just cheering and laughing. I'm not threatened. We wolves work well together. But I had a wolf. They they kept the same sets, that's for sure. Something a lot greater than cheer. What's wrong? They're into you, and you're into him. Oh. Dad. Why are you acting But they were like just this? friends at the Oh, that's bad acting. Oh, my lead. You can't go to war with the whole town. This is for you, for me, for Why all the aren't you singing? They're dancing at least. We better be right about this. We need to stop oh it. Whatever it takes. What? No. There's a lot you don't know. Ooh. Zombies too. Zombies too. Okay. That happened. <laughs> Sorry that I didn't live up to your. I didn't have a reaction you were expecting. <laughs> you said I don't know anything about pop culture. Boom. Proven fine, wrong. Fine. All right. Um, what else? Lightning round, go. Um, Lizzie McGuire. There was saw this headline. <laughs> great headline. Great headline. Great headline. <laughs> two is two episodes into filming the new one, the showrunner says creative differences and just fucking leaves. And now Disney has it like permanently suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Was like who the fuck knows? Was Hillary Duff going to be the 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 series was going to be built around her? I think so. She's back. She's like th- late thirties then. Yeah, all the main actors are back. She got like two kids. Oh God, Gordo. Yeah. Um, all the bright places. Not your favorite book. That's the one about the suicide. Yeah. Oh no! Netflix. Don't no don't. Netflix coming in Netflix next month. Netflix have like a suicide genre now. Possibly. Um, Wouldn't know because you can't fucking navigate the genres true. on their apps. Um. Leslie Jones has a Netflix special. Saw that. Added it to my, my mental list. Comedian and, one. Yeah. Um, the Killer Inside, the Aaron Hernandez story. Yeah. It's like the eighth piece of piece of uh, creative work about Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Um, one Day at a Time is yeah. like... It's ready for its new season. It's, new it's season. on a weird it's channel on, that we It's on we Pop TV, same as Schitt's Creek. We'll but wait. we get it through Xfinity still, like... I think because it's a Canadian channel, but huh. maybe I don't know. Um, the Lovebirds. Have you seen the trailer for this? It's got K- Kumal Nanjiani. I can never say his last mm. name. And Issa Rae. Okay. It was. I thought it was like a rom com, and then I finally watched the trailer for it, and they like accidentally kill someone and then go on the run. Hmm. Very strange. Fun. Um, but I like the two of them together, so it seems interesting. Um, Spider Verse Two is official. Oh boy. So wasn't like I didn't think it maybe lived up the hype to everyone else, but better than a lot of other superhero movies that have come. Better out. than How to Train Your Dragon Three. In terms of animated films? Oh my god. I'll flip this fucking table. Um, Sarah J. Mass has a new series coming out. Follows mm-hmm. her, nor- her like, um, spin the wheel to make a title kind of thing. Yeah. House of Earth and Blood. Oh, you're joking. I'm not joking. Um, House of Earth and Blood. Literally. Yeah. Of and Title and generator. Shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'll probably read it anyway, and I'll probably no, get into it. Um, Quiet Place 2? No. No one asked for it. Uh, I don't is think it, I can... Is it just Jim Halpert, like, figuring out how to use bulletin boards properly? <laughs> no, it's Emily Blunt with her children leaving their farm. Okay, did he die at the else. end? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think I can watch it because it's all about she has a new baby that she's trying to Definitely protect. Not. So I don't think I can watch it. No. Um, although I do like <gasps> Emily Blunt. He hurt you. My last thing I want to talk about. Peacock. Yeah. The NBC The streaming service. wars are here. Streaming wars are here. Parks and Rec is going to be locked behind it. 
Yep. As of October 2020, we'll exclusive we'll just go buy the DVDs. We're going to be a freaking DVD And we might have now. to just buy the DVDs. It's fun. Um, however, what? I did get a little bit pulled into some of the Peacock stuff. A little intrigued by Brave New World adaptation. Uh-huh. I have to reread the book, but yeah. um, Punky Brewster sequel they're going with? Huh. They're fuller housing it. She's like a single mom with a couple kids. Sure. And then she takes in a foster kid because she was a foster kid in the right. show. Um, vaguely intrigued by that. Okay. Also, new season of AP Bio? No, I thought they got canceled. They're going to put the new season on the streaming service. Oh, and so it's where shows go to die. Where shows go to die. Mm. Um, but I was intrigued by that because it left I don't know AP Bio was a strange show that kind of like mm-hmm. was really uh, I forget catchy. what happened in season two Lynette lots of but I would be interested in keep watching that as a short show because we always talk about how we don't have enough True. like short comedies God, I can't do hour long shows The Witcher is good but like I need like four days off afterwards I actually feel the opposite I kind of always want to watch more you of The Witcher want to steam through it hmm. um it's not even like I'm enjoying that much Opposites when I'm watching. Opposites attract people. It's not even like I enjoy it that much when I'm watching it, but like in between, I'm like, oh, I want to know what happens. Mm. Like, I like the tone of the show, like the weird medieval. We kept this pretty shit. tight. Pretty tight. Pretty tight. Not too bad. Our baby stayed quiet most of the time, too. Pretty much. Good job, bud. First episode. Uh, I think that's it. That's it. So we will be back when, probably when we finish Witcher, we'll do another one. Mm. No promises that we're going to get to reading a lot of books lately. Maybe video games, though. Maybe video games. Mm. Uh, but we'll be back sometime. Until then, toss a coin to your Witcher, and see you next time. Peace and love.